Hi, good day. This is Nadine Morency Moss from Jmore Realty. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sale. Right now, I have with me Shane D. Scott, who is an attorney here in Queens. Um, Shane has landed on the list of attorneys chosen by NACA, the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, uh, who assists first-time homebuyers obtain an affordable mortgage payment without a credit-based approach. Shane also works with Neighborhood Housing Services of Jamaica um, and uh, Neighborhood Housing Services overall to work with first-time homebuyers. Uh, NHS is a 42-year-old nonprofit organization committed to preserving, protecting, and revitalizing neighborhoods through increasing homeownership, community development, and investment in Southern Queens. Shane has a Juris Doctorate obtained from New York Law in 2002, and he also holds a Bachelor's Degree in Finance obtained by Baruch College in 1996. Shane, thank you so much for having us. Good morning, Nadine. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. Thank definitely, you. definitely. So Shane, um, why do buyers and sellers need a real estate attorney to handle the contract? I always get the question, well, not always, but sometimes I get a question, why can't my realtor prepare the contract? In other states such as Florida, realtors do it. Wow, that's an easy question, Nadine. I wish all my questions would be like this. <laughs> Well, New York, it's, it's very simple. New York is what's considered an attorney state, meaning that all parties to a real estate transaction must be represented by an attorney. So you have the bank, the, the seller, the, the, the buyers must be represented by an attorney. So it's just the way it is here in New York. Understood. Got it. So being a first-time home buyer, what does the attorney do? What service does the attorney provide? Well, initially, you know, once I start a transaction, the clients can reach out to me for any questions, you know. And, I, you know, we get a deal sheet, mm -hmm. I'll reach out and, you know, talk to the client, see if they have any questions. Even before we, they sign me up or retain my services, any questions they have with regards to a transaction. Then I'll, you know, I'll say, you know, tell me about the property. Uh, have you done your home inspection as yet? You know, and then, you know, they can do the home inspection while we're negotiating the contract. So there are two things going on at the same time. We get a contract, yes, and we also get a home inspection, or the home inspection is being done while we have the contract and negotiating the contract, and that's something that we negotiate with the seller's attorney to get. You know, I don't know if you know this, but the typical New York City contract is skewed in favor of the seller. Mm. It's very much as a seller's contract. Okay. So as a buyer's attorney, it's my job to somewhat make it fairer for the first-time home buyer or a buyer in general. Understood. Yeah. Because the contract is prepared by the seller's attorney. Uh, exactly. So it makes course. sense. We're actually doing a deal right now where <clears throat> Shane is representing the buyer. Exactly. So, so you know what to expect. I mean, exactly. Of course, they're going to make it in their favor, of course. Yes. And I know if it's, for me, 85% of my clients are first-time home buyers. Mm, that's a huge uh, percentage. It is. So yeah. this is kind of, I've been pushed into that little niche. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a good thing, though, because a lot of uh, attorneys... They would rather work with a seller. Yes. But it's easier. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and in the realtor as well. Yeah. Uh, it's easier to work with a seller. But for first time home buyers, they, they, they need a level of service because they they don't know what the process is. It's a lot of hand holding and a yes. lot of you know, coaching and be a therapist yes. and stuff at times. <laughs> you become like an extended family, right? Absolutely. I mean <laughs> that's why the summers I'm always at a barbecue. <laughs> good, Absolutely. good. So um one of the questions I get also is, I inherited a property from a relative, I need an attorney. What steps do I take to keep the property 
Or if I don't want the property, what steps do I take to liquidate it from a, le- from a legal standpoint? Well, it depends. You mm-hmm. know, inherited means, can mean a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Did you, um, did, you, did your parents own it and they died leaving it? Right. Or um, the, the best way to handle a situation like that, of course, do they leave a will? That's something I don't really do. I don't get into estates. Okay. But if you know, you may have to have a, if there's a will, they may have to have it probated. Yes. And you know, hopefully you're the executor or administrator. Again, that's not my area of law, so I okay. can't really tell you much about that. And once it goes through the court system, then you're able to transfer the property out. You know, as the administrator or transfer it to you as right. the, as as a new owner. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So what about a homeowner having a list pendants on their property? Aye, aye, aye. What options do they have? That's a very common one considering the, um, the meltdown that we were just coming through. Right. Like, wow, where do I start on that? Mm-hmm. That's a big one. It is. <laughs> <laughs> How do you, well, it depends. If you're trying to sell the property or you're trying to keep the property, let's assume that you're trying to sell the property. Yes. So your attorney, the seller's attorney will contact, first of all, the foreclosing attorney and you know let, let's say okay let me back let's say you're in contract you're selling a property yes the list pendants is on it you cannot sell this property without removing the list pendants so the first thing you're going to do you know negotiate with the bank mm-hmm. or, you know are they going to accept a lower is it a short sale are, right. are they going to allow allow you to you know pay less than what's owed on the mortgage or is it where you have enough equity in the property so you can sell it and make some money off of it but regardless, you still have to go through the foreclosing attorney to get a, you know, to get their, um, there's this letter that they give you stating that once they're paid in full or in a short sale situation, once they're paid, yes. that they'll remove the um, list pendants. Mm-hmm. But that's really important. You're not going to sell the list pendants. Mm-hmm. It must be removed. Got it. Absolutely. Okay. And as a matter of fact, a title company won't even insure it with a list pendants. Got it. Yeah. That's a good point that you made because there was a scenario where I had, I was selling a property. <laughs> The the client uh, was on the she was on the deed right. with her siblings. Right. Her father was the one who put up the money. Right, right, right. She relocated to the house. The property was in Queens. Right. She relocated to Dubai. Uh, okay. The father and the siblings remained in the property. Right. Now, when it was time to sell, they were fighting over money that wasn't even. Manifested yet because we didn't sell the property. Right, right, right. So because they were fighting over the property and the proceeds, how the proceeds would be divided, right. um, we were stuck in contract. They, they didn't want to close without knowing how much everyone was going to get right. because they were fighting over the percentage. Right. Long story short, the father puts a list pendants on the property because he said, this house is not going to sell without me knowing how much money I'm getting. And he wanted majority of the, wow. of the proceeds because he said, I put up the money. Long story short, up to today, I don't know how this property sold. That was nobody but God and a prayer that went straight up to heaven. Because even everyone, this woman flew out here from Dubai. um, And she thought we were going to close on that day. We found out that the day before she got here that the list penance was on the property. Yeah, oh my goodness. So we literally, oh my God, you have no idea what we had to go through. Long story short... The point is, like you said, this property couldn't be sold with this list pendants on the property. So I had to run to the attorney's office Work. to get and, and convince the the father and everyone to please remove this list pendants so we can sell this property. 
And guess what? This this happened at the beginning of this year. Right. The money is still held in escrow because they're still fighting. Oh my god! So the money that they're fighting for, they no one still touched the money be, uh, except me. <laughs> I got my, my money, but no one wanted. They're still fighting. The money's in escrow. Oh my god! So that goes to show you what you just stated that list pendants. It can't it can't <clears throat> be sold without with that on the property. It's serious serious business, and um, it's one of those things that sometimes clients. They should know, but sometimes they don't even know. Right. Because they get document, especially in a foreclosure situation, mm-hmm. they you know, they get documents from the courts, whatever. They don't open it. They don't look at it. Right. And and lo and behold, they're trying to sell it. Right. Oops. But it's it's not a serious, you know, the work or You can work with it. Mm-hmm. It's something that can be worked with. You mm-hmm. know, like I said. You know, if it's a short sale, then you get, you know, a short payoff. Right. Or if it's a situation where there's equity in a property, you could still sell. You just have to work with the foreclosing and take, well, the, the attorney who filed the spendings. Right. And, and work it through. Got it. Yeah. Excellent. Um, now, another question is, I own a property and the contractor filed a mechanics lien on my property. What are my options? Ah, that's it's, it's, it's another situation where you have to negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. Mm-hmm. Mechanics lien basically means someone did work for you or generally speaking, because I've seen some crazy stuff. I know. Generally, <laughs> generally speaking, they did some work for you. Supposedly, they never got paid or got paid in full. Right. Oh, uh, whether it be a plumber, yeah, electrician. Right, okay. right, subcontractor. And, okay. You know, and then they're like, oh. So there's some sort of dispute that right. want the whole world to know, <laughs> and um, so they put a mechanics lien against the, against your property, and you have to you know take care of it. Right. Most times it can be negotiated. Okay. Um, everything that's in, in real estate. The beautiful thing about real estate is most things can be negotiated. Right. But uh, you know you won't get rid of it until you work something out. Yes. And you you know pay them in full or some sort of settlement. Right. And and then they'll remove it. Okay. Uh. I am a homeowner and my mortgage is paid off. Someone is trying to steal the property from me, the deed. What do I do? Now, this is something that we see a lot in the news now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always amazed by that. Someone trying to steal my property. Yes. So, okay. Brooklyn is a little crazy. Yeah, exactly. A lot of crazy stuff happening in Brooklyn. Especially by Stye, yes. Yeah, oh God. (laughs) But um, what can you do? Mm -hmm. Hmm. There's a system called ACRA. Well, when you, it's, it, I saw the question. I'm actually curious. Someone is trying to steal it. How, how are they trying to steal it? By stealing the deed. Sometimes the, oh, so it was stolen. The deed was stolen. Or they yeah. Trying to, they're trying to, or they did, they because did. That, that's happened. That, oh, my yeah. God. First thing I would do, I would contact the DA's office. Okay. That's the first thing, because like it is very, it's happening a lot. Yeah, the district attorney's office. Yeah. Okay. The first thing when clients reach out to me, you know, I say, Contact the DA. Yes. Because that's a criminal matter, right? Yes. There, you know, stealing someone's deeds, stealing someone's property. Yes. And from there, you, that's where the process is going to start. But at some point, you'll you know you'll get your property back. Yes. So go to the DA first thing. Report. Right. It, report it. And then um, most like yeah, go ahead. No. Oh, well, you know, uh, and there, there's a you know ACRIS. There's a system ACRIS. Mm-hmm. Um, older folks may not do this or want to access it because it, it involves a computer. Right. But. Um, you know, you can always monitor what's going on with your property on Acris mm-hmm. and see because sometimes these things happen and people don't even know. That is true. So you can always monitor it by by, by checking Acris every so often. I have a okay. client who checks. He has a very attractive property in Brooklyn. He okay. checks Acris every two months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Because anything can happen, right? Exactly. 
So Acris tells it gives you information as to if your deed was transferred. Exactly. You know who who, who right. the house belongs to. Exactly. Right. I didn't explain, and I'm talking like you know one <laughs> right. here is a first time buyer. Yes. yes. It tells you if the deed was transferred. It tells you what's the last, the most recent deed off record. Right. 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 Good. Yeah. So um, there are buyers at times where they are unaware of judgments filed against them, and when they are in contract, it pops up during title. Yeah. What steps of actions needs to occur? Oh my God, that happens a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot. This is frequently asked questions. Tickets of the sale. Yeah. Well, the good thing about it, your mortgage broker should, or your <clears throat> bank, before you go into contract mm-hmm. or before, they should, you know, run your credits mm-hmm. and see what's going on. Another additional step that you can do is to um, have a title company mm-hmm. do a search on you, you know, and let's, for example, your name is Michael Johnson or Pablo, well, Michael Johnson. <laughs> so they sometimes can run your name in their system and see if there are any judgments against you. Yes. Now, at times, it may be someone with a similar name. That's a common name. Right. And right. Now they'll look it up based on your address or have you ever lived at this address before. Right. So there's a way to make sure that it's your, you know, but your mortgage broker should be able to run that information for you. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be absolutely sure, then you can get a second lien search by a title company. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And most title companies, they'll do it for free. If you just reach out to an attorney and say, you know, I just want to be sure, you know, we all have relationships with different title companies. Right. We'll call one up and say, hey, can you just run this person for me? Right. And then they'll do it for free. Right. And let us know. Right. Yeah. Good. Well, we'll be talking about title insurance in the next episode or two. Yes, I used to work for a title company. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Yeah, that's right. You just mentioned that. Yeah. Okay, so what is title insurance? It's a real subject. Title insurance, it, it's, it's an interesting thing. <laughs> um, title insurance insures you as the owner of a property free and clear of all liens and violations. So when you get to closing, they give you this little pack, little document yes. stating that you are the owner free and clear of all liens and violations. Uh-huh. And you always, always, always want to make sure that you get title insurance at your closing. Lately, I've seen it where it says it's optional. Oh, wow. It's, it's not optional. <laughs> you need to have it. You need to have it. I've never heard of it before. How, how, how? What's going on now for the uh, last? Uh, there's a slight change in the rules a couple of months ago where mm-hmm. they now make it optional. But we'll talk about that in the okay. seminar. But it, it's get title insurance. I yes. would never buy a property without title insurance. Yes, yes, yes. Anybody can come after you for the property. Exactly. What a month, two months, ten years? Exactly. Say, this is my property. Exactly. And with real estate, it doesn't go away. So right. You know, it, it will come back. So you always, always want to get title insurance. Absolutely. Makes sense. Um. So, approximately, this is a big one. Yeah. How much are closing fees for the buyers and for the sellers? Ah, well, generally speaking, closing costs are less for sellers than for buyers. Mm-hmm. This is how I, I, man, it's such a tough question to answer on the yes. buyer side because let me answer it this way. Yes. On the buyer side, we always estimate closing costs to be 6%. Okay. So let's say you're buying a house. Of the purchase of the, yeah. Purchase price, yeah. Okay. Let's say you're buying a house for a hundred grand, mm-hmm. which doesn't exist in New York, <laughs> but just for easy. Right. A hundred grand for a house, we always use six percent closing cost, mm-hmm. which would be six thousand dollars in this case. Yes. But it's not a f- real number. It's just a number that we all use. Here's why: because if you go directly to a bank, a city mm-hmm. bank, or a Chase. It may actually be less, okay. sort of five percent, mm-hmm. versus if you go to a mortgage broker. Right. Um, another thing, if you close towards the first of the month, 
versus towards the end of the month. So you know, all these variables will kick in. But for argument's sake, and I use it at 6%. That's a nice, easy, flat number. 6% okay. of whatever you're purchasing. Okay. Okay. And what about for sellers? Sellers. Um, there's a beautiful website called Judicial Title. JudicialTitle.com. Oh, okay. Where we all use it. It's a little cheat sheet for lawyers. Okay. So JudicialTitle.com. There goes a secret. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all use it. You just go in. You can plug the numbers in. I guess. What you're purchasing, what your mortgage amount is. Okay. And it helps buyers and sellers. Okay. And it will basically tell you what your closing costs will be. Oh, it's a simulation calculator. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it just runs all the scenarios in. Because on the seller side, it depends on are you purchasing Long Island? Yes. Are you purchasing in the city? Because in Long Island, you'll pay New York State transfer taxes versus New York City. You'll pay New York City, New York State transfer taxes. Mm -hmm. Depends on the price of the house mm -hmm. and all these things. Uh, man, there's so many variables. But judicialtitle.com. Okay. Go there and if you, you know, you're buying a house yes. and you want to have an idea, just run the numbers in there. Excellent. Yeah. Good. Uh, what if a buyer obtains a contract and the seller signs a contract with another buyer? Oh, Lord. What, so if... Jonathan is buying a house from Peter, right. and Peter says, "You know what? I, Jonathan signed the contract, but but James just gave me a higher offer. I'm going to sign with James, right. even though Jonathan signed. What legal recourse does Jonathan have? You see this a lot in Brooklyn. Yes, lot, because the market in Brooklyn is insane. On fire! I tell people that every day. On fire! And I will tell you, most times when you're doing a deal in Brooklyn, I can promise you, the sellers already sent out maybe two or three contracts. Yes. And it's usually who gets it back to me first, with mm -hmm. the least amount of headache. And most money. And most money. So, so I always tell my clients, until the seller signs, you have nothing. Right. I mean, I, I mean it, it's, it's still an offer, and sometimes they'll, they'll even continue showing the property. Yeah. Because until the seller signs that contract, you have nothing. And yeah. sometimes buyers think that, oh, well, I did an inspection already, or I paid yeah. a retainer fee. Mm -hmm. That has no bearing on the seller. Absolutely. That's your due diligence. Absolutely. Nothing. It's for your benefit. Absolutely. Right. It's for your benefit. It doesn't benefit the seller one bit. Right. And I'm telling you, in Brooklyn, three or four contracts are out, so... And I let my clients know that up front. That, right. You know, clients come, oh, but, but I'm like, hey, it's for your due diligence. Right. Well, I, th I, I, I foresee this happening, starting to happen in Queens as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because Jamaica is now uh, the hot spot. Jamaica is the new it. It is. So it is. people listen, take heed. And um, now we mentioned before we, we, we went on, on, on air, you mentioned something about um, uh, some frequently asked questions that you usually get as well. Oh, man. I'm getting old here. Remind me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We talked about a few things. Oh, um, Lord. So, um, my experience. People always ask yes. me, how long have you been doing this? Yes. And why first time home buyers? And so, let me say, I've been doing this 15 years. I used to work for a title company and <clears throat> have three offices here in Jamaica, Manhattan, and Newark, New Jersey. Why do I work with home buyers, first time home buyers? <sighs> it's, 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 you know, I lot for me the best part about real estate is seeing someone get their keys. You know, I'm from the Caribbean. You know, I came here and American story, right? Yes. So for me, there's nothing better than seeing someone or being being able to experience someone getting a key. Yes. And also, a lot of my clients, they you know, they buy the first property, they're excited, and then a year or two later, they want to go on to investment properties. So yes. Because I'm an, I'm an attorney and also an investor, a lot of my clients ask me, "All right, Shane." Prepare me for the first deal. How yeah. do I do this? You know, you know, and I walk them through the process. 
And after this is over, what do I do? How do I, <clears throat> excuse me, how do I go about getting my second property? Yes. What do I need to do to get my second property? And, and, and that's where I'm instrumental because I'm also an investor. So it comes in handy. Mm -hmm. um, those, those are usually, and, and I would say I, I, maybe twice a month someone will come and sit with me. They're about to buy their, like I just said, buy yes. their first property, but they plan to buy a bunch of other properties in the future. And you have a number of clients that has purchased three or four properties. Absolutely, absolutely, man. They, you know, you're walking through the first one they, right. where they're freaking out, and they just literally, like, but after the first one, it gets easier, and then the second, and then the third, it just, you know, before you walked in, I was on a client, with a phone with a client. He's about to buy three. <laughs> Simultaneously. Yeah. Wow. But so he, are they, where are they getting the resources from? Are they tapping into the equity from the first property? What he did is he formed an investment club. Oh, okay. A bunch of his buddies. And so they're, and I'm just so happy. He bought his first house. I represented him like a year ago. We closed. And Only now, a year? Wow. Yeah. And now he, he has like five guys in, invest, in an investment club and they're about <clears> to buy three properties. And I'm just like so excited, you know? Yes. Because I remember... He's one of the, one of those clients that drove me crazy, <laughs> but but he's a good guy and you know he's he took my advice and you know he just called me for some little pointers. Yes. And he's about to go on it. He gained the confidence and Absolutely. now he's he, he turned to a pro. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and in real estate is it's interesting because no two deals are the same. No, absolutely. No all the time. I say this all the time. You yes. never know. You know, you may look at it easiest deal, quote unquote <laughs> easiest deal. And you, you just don't know what you're going to walk into. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you should always be prepared. You know, if you have an easy, simple deal, bless you. Yes. <laughs> but, but, you know, the, the goal here is to get you to the end point. Yes. And it may be a little frustrating at mm -hmm. times. maybe stressful at times. But just remember, we're all working together. The realtors, mortgage, the bank, your lawyers. Everyone is just working to get you there. Yes. So while it's a little frustrating, just stick with it then. Keep in mind that we're all on the same team. Absolutely. Shane, I this has been uh, very instrumental, very helpful to a lot of first-time home buyers. Sure. I thank you so much for your time. You are so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is to many more deals and successes together. Absolutely. Um, to reach Shane, uh, what's the best way to reach you, Shane? My office number is uh, 718-701-2896. Okay. So seven one eight seven zero one two eight nine six. Okay. Yeah. And Shane again has three offices: one in Newark, New Jersey, uh, Jamaica, Queens, and, and Manhattan. Manhattan or Wall Street. I'm always at Jamaica office because it's closer to my house. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Secrets of the Sale. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email: jmorerealty at gmail.com. Thanks again. Take care. Bye bye.